on today's episode of Strike Gold. The co-founder of CoreLogix, Ariel Asarf, is with us talking about how to market to developers. Listening to Strike Gold with Jonathan Khan and Roy Provarchik, and today we have a special guest, Ariel Asaraf. Hey guys. <laughs> Who I? I was okay. waiting for the slow applaud, Roy. <laughs> this is slow applaud. Oh, no, but I was knowing that it's that okay. Way. It's all right. Can, I'm really proud of myself, though. All right. Okay. Uh, you can. I was doing the story thing. You can redo it. No, wait. This guy. <laughs> no. Like if you. All right. So you want me to do the slow clap now? Yes, I'll take it. You just edit it in. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take it. Know. No one will know. This room is so you dry. Build, you should build up a little bit, though. I want to feel a little more excitement. <laughs> no, but I'm excited. This room is so dry. It should be, like, accelerating. Like, yeah, but, but there's no echo. I'm like... There is no echo in here. Oh, my God. It's, it's like... it's This is like... I remember the, when we started recording here. This is like here. the death chamber for class. Yeah, they were like, no one can hear you scream. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Welcome to your podcast yeah, where like, no one can hear you scream. No, I, you can, I can hear you scream, but you cannot applaud. It's like, it is like... No, this is a no self-gratitude room. That's right. You can't applaud yourself You cannot celebrate here. Ariel, how are Ariel, you? Yeah, I'm great. How about yourself? So, do you want to tell where you work, who you are, what you? Of course. A little bit about yourself. You yeah. went straight out of this. I don't know. I try to be very professional now. Yeah, no, that doesn't yeah. suit you. No, it doesn't suit me at all. <laughs> yeah, I can't I even recognize it for a bit. <laughs> sorry. So yes, uh, <clears throat> we're sorry. Hey, Ariel. Hi. Uh, hey. hey. So um, yeah, I'm Ariel. I'm one of the co-founders in Coral Logics. I run the product in the company. Um, we've been around for like four and a half years now, um, selling mostly the developers and DevOps. Um, the company is mostly focused on log analytics, machine learning on log data. Just a couple of words on log data, I think. So yeah, it's like a, yeah, lots of logs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, think about it as like the diary of your, of your software. So everything that your software does, it writes it to a file, and then you need to analyze it in case you want to solve problems that you've seen. Okay. Um, so we automatically analyze it for you and provide insights. Now we're starting to um, get into the market of security a little more because we found out there's, there's a lot to do there from the log data and from web servers data. Um, yeah, we're 20 people, um, Israel and San Francisco. Yeah, okay, that's, that's crazy. I, I want to I I point out one thing first. Okay, I'm dying. No, it's not a joke. I'm, no, no, I'm mine is serious. actually a, a, like I. Okay, so you so said a joke, and I'm going. I just need to say this because as he's like saying log, 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 I'm going. Does anyone else remember this Ren and Snippy commercial yes, for logs? Oh, thank God. Oh, this is how they founded the dying. company. I want to put it in. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can put it. In. Log. Yeah. One rolls downstairs, owner and pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog. Let's wait for a snack. It's on your back. It's log, log, log. It's log. Oh, I've said it on Twitter so many times. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Oh, amazing. Okay. This, like, he was sure that that's what the company, when the co-founders came they were up like, and said, we're going to do a They came with the idea, and he's like, like, yes, I'm happy somebody else is excited about this song as much as I am. <laughs> and they were like throwing him that, and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, re- Numbers? 
He goes home, calls his family, and he's like, I've been to a meeting about logs. Like, no and, rent, and no I've stimpy. already signed. No, and I've already signed. signed. And I and locked I, in on this company now, and I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. I mean, I believed in the log. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was the song for Ren and Stimpy? I thought it'd be huge. Now. <laughs> now it's just, uh, yeah. Data. <laughs> um, it's the hardest story to tell, like, family members about. Like, what it is. Logics. Yeah, what it is. Like you meet, you you go to a family gathering or something, and you need to explain your aunt what's. I feel like Roy and I can do this. Challenge accepted. All right, yeah. go. No, what I what I feel yeah, it's actually we will a find nice a challenge. way to make how it. How would you how would you describe? Right, that? I, I think, think the diary of your Prague was actually really good. Yeah, that's after I was crafting this for five years, and this is the best that I. Well, that's what the money's for, my man. Yeah, that's what the money's for. So, basically, what I'm excited about. And I'm going to point it right out from the beginning. I think this is the first time we're actually going to talk a lot about marketing for developers, which I think is one of the most under-discussed uh, topic. No, yeah. I think it's I think it's discussed by the, by the people who have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. They're, like, they're sitting there going, we need to, to market to developers, but they don't like marketing. Yeah. It's like they're kryptonite, so what are we going to do? Yeah, That's the, what I always get. The, the worst thing you get when, when speaking to marketing people is that they feel like developers are not human people. They're, they're like, not yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, they're geeks. They don't care about that. I need they to put some... Uh, what yeah, is they that? only like want the technical stuff. They don't yeah. understand that they're just people that work in tech. It's not like they're different types of people. Right. And we need to get into GitHub Overflow. Like and what? No, it's <laughs> Stack Overflow. No, I do feel like there's a little bit like of a, a category right? for developers <laughs> and stuff that like I don't know yeah. if it's there's, true. There's different Ma- messaging, but you got to wrap it up just like you wrap out, uh, uh, up every messaging get we put out. Yeah, for but I think, different I, people. I think developers has such a different aesthetics in the messages they want to get. Mm-hmm. That what scares most marketers because a lot of the marketers. Uh, they kind of bullshit their way into their clients or kind of mm-hmm. trying to yeah. uh, clickbait them into it, which market, which uh, developers hate. I think everyone hates that. They're yeah, but, like, but, but, but you know what? I, th- I yeah, think, but I I think they're less... <laughs> no, but they're, they're less... Just to- like, I wouldn't say like it or dislike it. They're less tolerant mm-hmm. for uh, bullshit information because I think, um, I think that... This is maybe the, my predisposition, but most developers, when they go to read... Uh, information online, like like yeah. uh, work related, they want to get the results for what they were searching for to fix the problem they had. No bullshit. While if, yeah, while market and and like for them, there's like little bullshit. They're fucked. Like it's not gonna work. Yeah. There and like it's not like with marketing or other products, you can get inspired, you can learn, you can get the new thought process. For them, if the feature doesn't work, the article wasn't good. If like it didn't solve the bug that I had, then mm-hmm. the article wasn't good. Versus Marcus, like, oh, it gave me so much new ideas. It entertained of what we can me. Try. It's so like this, I yeah, think, yeah. I think developers are so empowered in the past few years. You know, it's, it's it, it became the main expense for most companies on their dev teams and DevOps teams, and companies suddenly started understanding that okay, this is the maybe the most expensive and a lot of the times the most important department in my company, and these guys were so empowered um, that they started uh, uh, being more responsible for long, long-term long processes and not mm-hmm. just solving problems, solving bugs. Right. And suddenly you see a lot of developers really right interested in, 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 in learning uh, about uh, um, management and, and project mm. management okay. and how to, to uh, separate their uh, uh, teams and how to, to operate and how to create culture inside their organizations. Stuff that were, were not in their interest uh, mm-hmm. up until a few uh, years ago. And today, a CTO is not just, or VPR and D are not just responsible um, for delivering 
uh, uh, product management tasks. Right. Now, uh, VPR and DSCTO are responsible for company culture, for delivery to customers. Um, they're responsible for hiring, which became like a huge uh, uh, task for all companies and right. since it's, it became so so hard to hire. And, you know, putting out a ping pong table outside, it, it just doesn't do the trick. Now that everyone learned that, you yeah, know, it used that. to be like, yeah, Google has amazing offices, I want to be there. But now... Every startup that raised like four or five million has an amazing office with nice, uh, 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 a nice lounge and everything. People don't care about that anymore. So you got to maintain like a high level of professionalism inside the organization. You got to maintain right. a good level of of of, of trust uh, between the employees that everyone are working for the same goal, um, and and that made marketing for developers a bit more rich because now it's not only oh, here's how to solve this problem. Now it's actually around uh, topics that talk about the company culture, how to be at the forefront of technology, how to not get into risks when you release to production, because it used to be like developers and then QA and then operations release to production. Now developers do the, the entire cycle. So suddenly they're responsible for things they were not responsible before. And if you think about it, when a developer does... Um, a lot of the time he does like the development, some of the planning, um, the testing, the deployment of production, and a lot of the time even a little of the onboarding the customers, mm -hmm. he just has a lot more to read and a lot more to know. So it just opened up for marketing to developers, it just opened up a huge uh, uh, space of content, of messaging that right. was not present in the past. Um, and, you know, there's the, the, that strategy of uh, see, think, and do, of how you approach people when you target them. And when you want to color audiences, you can do that a lot more easily now because you don't need to color them on one thing and then market the same thing and then call to action on the same thing. Now I can color um, developers by uh, um, saying the best efficient processes for quick uh, sprint uh, 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 management. And then a lot of developers will come there and I say, okay, if that developer cares enough about the sprint management, the delivery, the, the going to production, the quality of the product, he might be interested in a product that will help him accelerate mm -hmm. the, deli the delivery process. So I color that audience on a topic that used to be considered not marketing to developers, but like marketing to managers, marketing to product managers, project managers. And then, and you see a lot of time developers are actually criticizing their managers or their product managers, their CEOs, like, oh, this company's not operating the way it should and they read so much about it. And and then you color that, mar uh, that, that um, segment on the C area. And when you go to the think area, you can actually talk about problems that they're experiencing that affects their delivery, their time at the office, their, 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 the quality of the products that they deliver, um, the frequency of the, their delivery. Because, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than actually seeing your product live. Right. So if I can accelerate how fast you go live and how busy, busy are you in delivering new stuff in comparison to how busy are you in maintaining old stuff then uh, this is interesting for you. This is something that you, you want to see more of your work. So online you're talking about like content it. marketing, basically. 
I'm talking about one aspect of, of, of marketing that is content, but it, content, but it, it can also be the messaging that you put on on on, on the, go, the the call mm-hmm. to action. So now it, it might be um, deliver faster to market, um, have higher quality of products, do more of what you like and less of what you hate. It's not only you know solve your bugs faster or you know debug your code in a more efficient way. This is a very narrow way of looking at developers' jobs now, but when you see developers making so much money, so uh, uh, um, you know, so many companies are, are are competing for talents. These talents need to be empowered, and and they have a say in all aspects of the product delivery. So now you can attack them multiple ways. And I think the way that we like mostly see it is that we have. Well, I don't know about Roy, but me mm-hmm. when I'm dealing with this type of stuff, it's um. It's like, uh, how are we going to talk to them? These are people who are, and I, I might be generalizing here, mm-hmm. but usually atheists. Mm-hmm. They're very skeptical. They're very, like, tactless. They, mm-hmm. like, they want to get to the point as fast as possible. They, um, they do not want to hear anything that sounds like a marketing voice. Sometimes when I'm working on a slogan or messaging, mm-hmm. I'll do, like, I'll whip out, like, this marketing voice just to hear it so I, it sounds right for me. Like, mm-hmm. Wix is... Uh, create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, the thing. So I go, oh, does that sound like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. But, like, that's not what you want to end up having there. You want to kind of go more... I'm talking more on the messaging and less the CTA. So is yeah. that also something that happens, that you kind of have to go more straight to the point, more... I, I definitely agree. Like, but, again, I, I... You know, my understanding is in marketing the developers, so maybe I'm over, you know, extrapolating this, but... My idea of marketing is that you need to reduce all, you know, big words and buzzwords off your marketing. So, like, you get a message, take off big data, unique, um, amazing. Am I still coaching them? Yeah, just just leave the message of what your product does. And if it's interest for them, uh, of interest for them, they'll, they'll get there. But do I talk, let's say, feature-centric, or do I go into emotion? Like, for me, mostly I'll turn around and say, you know, in, impress your impress everyone in the office. Become the king of the office, mm-hmm. right? Become this and this. If I'm trying to say you're going to do something amazing in your office. Or, you know, get that next raise you've always wanted, or impress your boss to that point. Like, these are the kinds of things. And in yours, it sounds like I'm going to have to turn around and say more like, um, you know, hit the this and this number that you, like, time X your number that you expect to see next year or whatever, like, Something like, like, like be more, more functional. Yeah, more like, functional, less emotional. Like deploy because faster. When you said before, you were like, people keep forgetting that these are human beings, that mm-hmm. they go home to their families and they spend the same amount of time. You, they're doing everything the same. Um, I'm wondering if that's true in the way that I'm supposed to preach, uh, approach them. When I approach a normal person, <laughs> some normal marketing, yeah. and again, I'm not saying you're not normal. All you developers are <laughs> people too. Uh but yeah, when I approach them, you can review and comment on the podcast. So you're humans too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're humans too. Uh, no, but from for, that's going to be the quote on my Instagram. <laughs> Developers are humans too. Um, no, but when I approach that, I approach their their fears, their needs, the emotional aspect. I think I think it's still relevant. I mean, a developer still wants to impress his boss. A developer yeah. still wants to get a raise. You know, I, I, th- I think I think one of the things that I'm I'm really picking up on, like the topics and the things you're saying, is that the um, the definition of success, being successful or impressing, is very different between a marketer or maybe it's just like a manager who's like manager first. Uh, professional later, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. developer is being a professional, marketer is a profession, manager is like a like is that, is that that filter? Then you and I, 
and I guess most marketers, by the way, are so detached from that audience as people, as as uh, employees with their goals, with their culture, uh, that we we just don't imagine what's the benefit. They're, like, yeah, even, because you just said, no, said but before, you, you, they you make money, a, they're approached for jobs all the time. No, but you, you, like, it, what happened to you right now was funny because you said, like, uh, you had uh, all these examples of what was work, like would work really well. Impress your boss, papa. And then you went to developers and you, want to say, you wanted to go like super tactless, like just going yeah, straight. And like, and you know, but you, but you didn't even know what to say. And and which I wouldn't. No, I would have to know the scenario. Because like, but no, but speaking, like, like, on every other person I know, the scenario no, but, is. But for us, for us, for example, I was thinking like uh, maybe deploy faster. For example, so I was thinking, yeah, that, but that's a superlative. But that might be something they care about versus like the other things, or like. Um, and I think that I think marketers just don't know that audience at all. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you hire a marketer. Uh, especially these days, I think marketers mostly know marketers these days. Mm-hmm. They don't really know audiences. They just like read marketing blogs who teach them how to market yeah. for marketers. Um, and with developers, and and you basically widen your rate. Oh, mar- so marketing. If he's a manager, so like you you kind of expand your marketing persona to marketing manager. Developers like a whole different persona. You have to learn. If it's you're not, not about marketing to marketing, marketing to people. But when you're talking, no, to, but the persona, talking, they're, they're, but they're, they're not the same as the rest of the people because the sense is like. When a person goes to get a job, they're happy to get like generally the the amount of money they they ask for in the meeting, mm-hmm. right? Right. In developer situations, you have a company like Woo, you know Woo, right? Yeah. So Woo basically says, "You just tell us how much money you want, just randomly throw a number out there, and then we'll find you the people who are looking for you because mm-hmm. they are looking for right. you like that." So it's it's not a normal situation to have that. No, but but basically they're they're looking for like he's hired, he's looking for tools. Developers don't care about money that much, by the way. Again, so we should stop giving them. Yeah, so much that's money. It, no. That's the thing. They don't no, care about it because they're getting it. That's the difference. They're, they're get, they're, they care about no, having meaningful projects no, don't and changing care about the world. Money, and don't, don't care about money is a, is, a, is a big word. But what I mean is they when, when they make enough money, an additional money is not that important to them. Like if you give them a decent salary that is in market standards, he'll give up on a higher salary on a project that he doesn't want to do. Why? Because he has no aspirations of becoming a rock star. Like, people, like I mean, like a rock you know, star of developer. People, people want to uh, develop their uh, professional lives. And, you know, most developers are pretty young. And they want to, they see their professional lives going, moving forward 30, 40 years from now. And they, they, th- they, they understand that, you know, they're intelligent people. And they understand that giving up 2,000 shekels netto a month is not that big of a deal in comparison to doing what they like and improving their career. Now, you know, I, I had this conversation with one guy that we've hired in the past, and, and he had to give up, like, uh, 5000 uh, on on his salary, which is like a 2500 a month on, on his actual uh, salary. And I, I, I said, you know, you, you pay, you'd pay, like, 20,000 shekels for two weeks in Europe with your wife, and you enjoy those two weeks, and you're not willing to put that amount for about 75% of the time that you're awake during the entire year. Now, when you think about it, it just makes no sense. If you enjoy your work and you enjoy coming to work, it's just not worth it 
to go to a place that you don't feel satisfied in, that you don't th- feel like you're appreciated, that you don't feel like you're important to. Oh, man, this is so or, weird because you do understand. It's still, again, I know we started with them being human. I feel like it's not true anymore. I take it back. <laughs> no, no. I, I, no it's I, A-list and B-list and C-list, okay? C-list is all the people on the planet. And, and like, B-list, I mean, would be, like, be marketers because we're closer to the sun. And the A-list is the is the, uh, the yeah, developers. I, I, because I, as a marketer, no. we want to be celebrities, right? We want, as a marketer, we've worked with influencers, we work with celebrities, right. we make TV stuff, we make all this stuff, and we turn around and go, that's what I want. I want to be that. Right? These people suffer immensely. Celebrities, influencers, everything. There's a new uh, thing on Netflix. I don't, you guys have been watching Netflix more. Yeah. But it's called <laughs> The American Meme. It is insane. It all talks about how Paris Hilton started the whole influencer yeah. culture, and then like this huge thing. It's really crazy. Fat Jews there, everyone. And you basically, from the whole video, just see how much they suffer and how shitty their lives are just living on trying to make other people happy and it just keeps depressing the crap out of them and that stuff. But you know what? Still sign it up. Where's the dotted line? I want to be an influencer. I don't give a crap. And the person underneath that says, I'll do anything to be rich and famous, right? They're on the A level where they're being thrown money at them. Yeah. They're like... I just want to be happy in life and go back to my farm. Yeah, I, 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 like, that's I, like, what? No, what? No, I, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think what Jonathan is saying is actually really important because basically this is, this is people who are saying, whatever job I'm probably going to end up with, money is going to be really It's not good. an issue. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so and like you're in this uh, hierarchy of needs where you're basically like, I just want to fulfill myself because exactly. like, I'm going to get an unproportional amount of money to the average Joe yeah, I wanna anyway. F- I want to fulfill my pockets full of money. It's, 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 it's a national pyramid. Right. Exactly. You just, you're just above But also, wait, the, I, th- the, I, th- the, the I think there's also needs. another thing here. I think now in 2019, there's enough culture of... Uh, um, you know, equity and actually making money as an employee, mm-hmm. and there's like, especially for developers, which are who are usually like, um, uh, um, who are usually kind of, I wouldn't say first, but they're the first to get the benefits from a lot mm-hmm. of things. So there's like a really good. Um, there's more of like what's your long-term strategy in life because it actually matters. So yeah. like for example, uh, we talked earlier about like salary versus like like cash salary versus equity. And now there's more legacy or more stories about if you take more equity, there's a, the chance of you becoming a millionaire is higher and faster than you making that mon- money from your salary. And also from what I know from a lot of developers, they go into the investment world much faster than uh, like yeah, marketers get a lot of money. They well, not all of them, but, but the way most of them look at life is like, I want to have like a fun life, rich life, whatever. Yeah. They spend it. Where most of the developers, a lot of the designers I know, by the way, do the same thing. They're more thinking about long term. Like, wait, I want to have equity in a company like Quix. I want to have equity in this company. I can be here for three years, get like X amount of mm-hmm. uh, equity, move on. I'm getting like really good paid anyway. I can have equity. If this company ever sells out, I'm going to get a shitload of money. And they're thinking about their future in a compounding way. They're smarter yeah. about money and in, like and investing. I'm not sure if it's because of that. I think it's more like because most of these jobs, I'm mostly focusing on designing because I know designing, but like, is like it's a service job where you're comp- you're going to comp- keep going even if you're doing it for years. You can still stay at the same level, making the same amount of money. 
You don't get like a brand recognition. No, I don't agree. No, you. There are hundreds and thousands of like there are hundreds of thousands yeah, of designers mo- wait, who are working develop- at the same level who make the same amount no, of money. But most, I guess, most developers. Only if you do a brand, do you get to turn around and say, "Oh, I'm going to make more money." But uh, you know what? I think it's the same thing with developers. I think most of them like they no, will they're be- also branding. Wix developers are being they're being given the op- one of the sales pitch is will give you the opportunity to become a like influencer yeah. in development. Yeah, yeah but we'll get you on stages in front of people. And that's yeah, what I'm saying yeah. because it's a long term yeah, plan. But, yeah, yeah. But it's the exact same. Thing. Like most designers, most marketers, I, like they don't even see that. Like, marketers like, feel that in, in t- like we know no, just working mo- listen, in the industry will allow us do to marketing. That. Most people who do marketing don't see themselves as potential interesting as as individuals. They don't do like oh, I'm doing marketing for this company, but I'm going to break out as an Instagram star. The most of them do marketing, and that's it. And 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 because I think the conversation around around marketing money is usually low budgeted in equivalent to yeah. uh, to developers uh, like, I, I never saw a marketer going into a room saying like yeah like the people saying well, how much do you want I'll give you anything 50,000 right yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so I think that changes kind of the conversation in general and I do agree about what you're saying so I have a friend in the US who was just talking about this in a few a few weeks ago he's like an Israeli yeah. that opened his company there and he said that the problem with American engineers is that they're building an investment uh, uh, um, you know, portfolio. they're building a portfolio. They're three years from here, five one year. One year. They get to the cliff, they get their money, they move to the next company. <laughs> In fifteen years of career career, they build a portfolio with fifteen companies inside. Whichever of these companies makes it, they make millions. Right. So they're like a small VC yep. that has equity in a lot of companies. That's crazy. So talented people are actually building their portfolio. Um, and you know, all this conversation just goes back to they want recognition, they want to feel like they're worth something, they want to yeah, be involved new, no? in more than just, just the development. What you said about Wix, telling people, you guys are going to write blogs, you guys are going to do meetups, you got to... Uh, yeah, but I feel like that's the that's the development. We went from the ping pong table mm-hmm. to, like, you know, kind of just wanting yeah, to make good money and doing things I love, and now they're turning around saying, wait, I need to rock star this. Like, that's the new sales pitch. Is like, we'll help you become the rock star. It, it all person. comes together. When, right. when you do stuff that you love and when you develop yourself professionally, then you don't want to waste your time playing ping pong at the office. And, you know, when I look at it, I say, yeah, when you're playing ping pong, it's either you're not doing your job or you're spending time playing ping pong instead of being with your family. There, there, there's yeah, an alternative yeah. for everything. Yeah. So people, ping pong is not why I choose. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, when people do that, ping pong, Xbox, whatever, they're just saying, you know, I don't enjoy my time here. So the only thing that keeps me is that I can, you know, unwind yeah, for a couple right. of hours a day. So when people enjoy, they don't need that. They just enjoy their work, their work, they develop professionally. And when they do that, they want to tell the rest of the world about it. They want to write about it. They want to tell their friends. Right. And there's some kind of prestige about, around this. And I think the first company to create that was Google. Like you say, oh, a Googler. He's probably smart. He's probably an amazing engineer. He right. works for Google. You know. You'd see a lot of mediocre people there, but it, it it doesn't matter because these people were are considered as talents. Yeah, they're like, like employee branding. Like the, they were the, the first company work. to actually do a yeah. brand for their engineering departments, and that affects everything because when the engineering department is branded, then its products are branded with this amazing, right. amazing engineering. Uh, 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 it's um, like Apple with design. Brand. Exactly, just right. like Apple well, was the, their designers, <laughs> and you know you see that you know when, when you read the, the Steve Jobs book, how they sign 
their computers from the. Right. It was just branding their designers and, and, and design teams so that people say, oh, if you're a designer for Apple, you, you're probably amazing. And that means, and they paid a lot of money for this. Right. Like they paid a lot of money for their designers, to their designers. And if you're an amazing designer, you should work for Apple. And if Apple releases a product, it was probably made by amazing designers. So the market needs to understand how to contain right. that product and say it's amazing. It's just the same with technology. So when you get to the developer with the, the initial messaging that can talk about his, his uh, 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 needs as a person, not just as a professional. And when I said uh, deploy faster production, I didn't mean just the functional aspect of that. I also meant see your products faster, have more people using what you did, yeah. and appreciating yeah, you your line? work. That's what I want to know. Yeah. You would we, use that line? Yeah, so yeah, people, have people appreciate your work faster? There's something like super interesting about what you just said. Mm -hmm. I think, I want to say a decade ago, Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's a decade ago. We, uh, I did a branding project uh, with a designer named Oded Ben Yehuda. Mm -hmm. It sounds better than Yehuda. Like, yeah, uh, God right? damn. It's like, like, oh, he's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, so uh, he's like an amazing branding and designer in general. And we did this comp uh, project with I don't. Uh, the name of the company was uh, oh God. The name of the company was horrible. Something with a Z. Like, uh, uh, not like Xerox, but like, like uh, it sounded like a medicine. But mm -hmm. they had a product which was called... I have a million names I want to say, but he said <laughs> no. something horrible, yeah. so now no, I'm not no, 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 this, uh, It was something Builder... God, I don't remember the name. Okay. But it was basically... Basi the Builder? <laughs> no, it was basically a tool that you kind of use over... What was the Microsoft... Uh, um, what was the Microsoft uh, tool that developers use? Uh, Visual Studio. Yeah, so Visual Studio. Uh, it was something you... Basically, what they did is that I think they were they were able to use the entire office network uh, or CPUs from different computers in order to deploy faster to to, to deploy the build faster. Mm -hmm. So like like your secretary, for example, administrative assistant, whatever, like she doesn't need all that CPU power at yeah. all, right? Like it's uh, just need like the RAM to run her mm -hmm. Google Chrome. <laughs> but so you can use all that to to to. to to deploy faster, you can use that computer mm -hmm. power. And I remember we were doing the branding sessions, and these two guys were like from uh, like uh, the, the intelligence unit in the army before that, and they were talking about like how at the beginning they would kind of break into like their universities to learn how to code, to do stuff better, etc. And and I eventually remember just getting to that conversation, saying what like like what like what uh, what frustrates you the most about waiting for the deployment. They said, like, well, just build something. I just want to see it works. I want to see it out in the world. And and I remember that we had, like, we had like six or eight uh, sessions just talking with them about them. And and that was, like, the first time it was, like, a real emotion. It was, like, I just want to see it works and out in the world. I don't want to wait for two days for that shit to because work. Because they're just people. Again, right. think about yourselves as marketers. Think about building an amazing campaign. Right. But Google does not approve it. Well, and it just it just got stuck, and you really want to release that campaign, but it just doesn't happen. That's exactly it. Well, when I have you, to tell you that marketers and creative, yeah, this is how we live our lives. Yeah, yeah this, we, we're basically used to, used to get like the CEO saying we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. So now think about building a feature, but it, it does not meet the quality standards that right. your CTO defined because you could not monitor it the right way, you could not analyze right. the data the right way. And 
you it, it get bounced. Right. And then you rebuild it and it gets bounced. And then you deploy the production. But instead mm-hmm. of getting people, you know, applause, instead yeah. of getting applause, you're getting like you're getting pictures. people saying, hey, this product's shit, it's not working. You know, one yeah. of the things that I used to do in the company is that uh, a developer would release a product to production and then he had like a shift on intercom, mm. like on the, the live chat. And it was so, like, it was so empowering to them that, you know, thank God people were applauding. But people were like, oh, my God, we waited for this so long. This is amazing. Um, they, uh, where can I tweet about this? And developers were like, this is so cool. They were right. so happy about it. And just a couple of weeks ago, I, I was really stressed on a feature. And, and, and we, we released it. The developer who did the, the deploy to production just came to me and said, no one uses it yet. It was like two days after. Right. And he said, I'm, I, I keep refreshing the DB table to see who signed up for that feature. No one signed up. And I said, you know, we, we didn't tell anyone yet, so we need to market that. We need to put it on the newsletter and everything. But I saw how, how much he cared about it, how yeah. much he cared for that being released. And he's now excited about marketing as well because he wants it out. Exactly. And, and it's so much more important to him than, you know, being able to have a nicer, uh, um, you know, uh, um, um, skin to his whatever, his, uh, his ID. People don't right. care about that. The, the way people will think. People want right. recognition, people want to be uh, um, admired, and people want to feel like they're progressing professionally. Right. So this is all about... So you know what, I want to I I circle back into the, like more into the tactical marketing of this and kind yeah. of bring it together, because a lot of what you're saying, I'm thinking about your product specifically, mm-hmm. which is very hands-on practical for for the developer yeah um and i'm asking myself when a company like CoreLogic do a, po- a blog post whatever you do a marketing campaign around the bigger aspects of being a developer like mm-hmm. uh, management like uh you know progressing your career whatever when you think about your funnel isn't that way too up in the funnel to be able to spot um, a person who just needs a tool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it, I think it, it depends on what type of product you sell. Um, CoreLogix is not a cheap product. Right. Um, like the entry level is pretty cheap. If, if you're working for even a medium company, it comes up to a couple it's of thousand dollars. It's the right price. Dollars. It's not cheap. It's the right <laughs> price exactly. to start with. It comes up to, to a few thousands of dollars a month right. for like a medium company. So I don't I don't feel like um, customers will come from like here is a good product sign up put your credit card people don't right. do that so you need to build some kind of relationship and trust and there are so many products out there of bigger companies that the person trusting you with his data and with his choice and with his money that is not small mm-hmm. money this person needs to really admire your engineering team, your product team, your design team. Okay, needs to so this is like already interesting mm-hmm. because this is not really about, like, this goes not just about, like, for you it'd be more useful if your engineering team would be writing articles about management than just, like, anybody writing that article. Definitely. about okay. ma- And also about tech. Okay. So, so, so tech you, so doesn't you, have to be related to us specifically. No, but wait. So is it possible... Just like throwing this out here as an mm-hmm. idea. 
if you are marketing for developers, mm-hmm. you want to get all your content, all your marketing materials out, send from somebody who's signed as senior developer, whatever, or in the team, and never use, like, I'm the marketer for. You know what of I mean? Of course. Okay. Of, you know, Iris did that with Takipi years ago. Yeah, but Iris... They, they used to have, like, only developers, and it was part of the hiring process. A developer would know that part of his role is to write one blog post a month. Right. And they'd release a lot of blogs from their tech team, and that made people... That, that gave them credibility, and... And, you know, even when to keep it now, they're doing great. But even when they're not doing that great, you know, years they ago, to, yeah. everyone knew that Takibi has an amazing, amazing engineering team and they're well, going to make it big. Well, they always, they always had, and I think one of the things Iris does the best in that world is that she builds amazing brands for that mm-hmm. audience. Very recognizable, yeah. very useful, very memorable. Yep. Um, I, mean, I see it with our clients. Like, a lot of times we go to a larger client. Uh, we bring engineers on the call a lot of the times. Right. And, you know, us, we do the sale that is very technical. And a, a lot of times I find myself in the first 30 minutes of a meeting talking about technology in general, talking about their deployment models, how they operate, how they deploy the production, okay. their environment. You know, a lot of stuff that shows him Dude, I know your space, I know what you're right. doing, and um, I understand your problem. And then a lot of the times, a larger organization, like a year, two years ago, the product was not mature enough to serve enterprises. We'd still gain those enterprises because he'd say, okay, we have this and that gap, but I'm sure you guys will figure it out. He you trusted know? you. He, he trusted so- the, the, the engineering team. Because he saw that whatever we did was in high quality, well documented, and he saw that the people that he was talking to were good professionals. So if you can create that brand, brand on an outbound level, not on a specific meeting, but, and, and it's a lot harder, but if you can create that, then you get better recognition. You know, one of the things that we've really enjoyed is that uh, we went on the Roku marketplace. Mm-hmm. So Roku is like a, a developer tool. It was the first developer tool to really hit it off. They had like 200,000 users two years mm-hmm. in. Their MRR was $200,000 okay. when Salesforce acquired them for $250 million. Wow. It's like a, a multiple of like 100. Because right. he understood that, you know, a company that and had and so many, if you want, and Salesforce are always amazing in foreseeing the future. And they saw that developers... are going to be the new power in the market, and it did end up really paying off for them. So, so when we got on the Roku marketplace, we started developing uh, uh, marketing for developers. That was the first time, actually. And in, in one year, there were like 200 add-ons on the market. In one year, we were uh, elected add-on of the month by the developer community twice. Just because your developers were so into their community? Just because their developers... understood that we understand them mm-hmm. and 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 the, the one-liner that they came up with mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, Adam of the month uh, um, uh, announcement we we didn't write that line was um, a logging tool that understands developers in a Roku and oh, good. and that was that was a brand like people said you know there are a lot of tools out there but only these guys understand me so I want to ask you again I'm gonna go a little bit more technical question yeah. with this 
because I'm, I'm looking at situations where uh, companies we talk with or consult with us, one of their biggest problems is like saying, okay, like we are, we're like a highly technical company. Like I work with a computer, like a company who did computer vision. Mm-hmm. And they said like, and they had a marketer trying to squeeze out that information from their developers to, to write kind of relevant, engaging content, mm-hmm. which doesn't work. Yeah. So like, would you say every company who has a technical product who wants to build like a marketing team, identity, mm-hmm. whatever, should really focus on company culture of creating developers who are willing to really write and engage on social, for example? That's the first thing, and you got you you got to make it easier to them. Like you got to say, don't write an article, write the outline. And you get a guest ghost, yeah. like a ghostwriter to do that. Exactly, and then we'll get someone to work on the English in Israel. You know, yeah, English is, is a big deal, so to work on your English, to build a story, to figure out how to do this as COIs. But besides that, you just write an outline. Just give us 10 rows so, and a few so, links. So for you, you, you uh, I know for a long time, and you do have emphasis on marketing, and like, mm-hmm. I think really smart marketing for your audience. Like, I, like we, I had a, we had a lot of conversations around like different crossroads you had about like how to do the marketing, how to mm-hmm. like uh, writing content set up. So you would say that, that uh, if you're a tech company, like, technical product company targeting developers mm-hmm. the structure of the team that you should build for marketing should be you have need to have like a content I would say like enabler let's call it mm-hmm. uh, and that works with your developers into what we should write about yeah your developers should we should be the ones saying what we should write about or should it be based on like research the marketer does most of the time they say what we should write about and they don't really say it they're like Oh, we did this this thing that mm. is so cool. No one does that. You got to see it. It improved our work so much. And I'm like, okay, let's. Just do, just write do you a few do you do any it. SEO work? Like saying, so developers who might use us might search for uh, what is the best logging solution. We, we have a system that that actually uh, it came up from our uh, marketing uh, um, expert. Uh, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. So we break it down into. Um, platform and then uh, need and then um, question and then it builds like three columns and then we write down all the relevant stuff and then we like build exactly so it's like Java um, C sharp um, AWS um, 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 ELB Nginx whatever and then it'll be like the problem is monitoring analyzing Mm. debugging whatever and then the platform will be Tool, log analytic. Uh, I'm sorry, SaaS uh, platform, whatever, and then we'll just cross it. Java monitoring. Platform. So that would be the most that your marketing will kind of determine what we should write about. That would be like your thing, exactly. and that's like targeting SEO and specific needs. You just start with that, and then you see what works best, and then we get statistics, and we say, okay, we need to write on that area. Mm-hmm. So we had this period when we did like something versus something for a long time, which is like right. the classic shit. Yeah. Um, it didn't go that well. Um, because everybody who does SEO for the when, it when cheated us, you know. We saw that uh, SEO wise, it works great, but eventually, it was a very high level brief. It it it, it said nothing about our team, right. and it was a great lesson for us that you know, comparing tools is nice, and people read that they can even say, you know, I've learned a lot from that post. They're not going to take action. Yeah, but they more, more than that, they're not going to admire whoever wrote that. He just mm-hmm. did a comparison. 
he didn't do anything special that they didn't think about. Right. Didn't Unless anything. you add the questions they probably have about their needs. So if you do a comparison between product X and product Y, mm-hmm. and you know that your target audience is developing this and this tool or mm-hmm. product or this, this platform, mm-hmm. so you can acknowledge like how this platform solves this issue versus how this one solves it. Great. That would be better. It's better. They enjoyed it. They, they gained a lot from it. Right. What does that say about my team? So you would, you would add a section, for example, so this is why we chose this, because X, Y, and Z. We use it like this and this. Like you have to add your own. And like it this improved is, this is our, our company exactly. and helped us release five versions a day in high quality with zero rollbacks. Okay. Someone, a developer that reads that, said, oh, fuck, this company releases five times a day right. with no rollbacks? I want to work for that company. First of all, I want to work for that company. And I can't tell you how many times we went to clients on a sale or we serve those clients and then developers from there would come and say we want to work for you guys <laughs> endless times Thanks. we don't do that because of reasons yeah. that are related to our you know trust with customers but I can't tell you how many times that happened right. and, and and for me you know that's the, the best acknowledgement you know yeah. think about yourself as an agency working with a company that has a marketing team yeah, and they want to work and they want to work with you yeah. that means they, they feel like they can learn right so um, this is interesting. The whole like, I, I mentioned this this outside, like how and you were like, this is what growth marketing is. Where I was like, it's um, in well, just to give context. He, uh, Jonathan was talking about a client that he has that was basically um, has different like all these. Like, no, the different departments are kind of like missing. Are missing departments? Are like different? Like, it's, 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 it's what, or it's what, mar- it's what startups used to be built like ten years ago, where every mm-hmm. department was its own department, didn't talk to each other. Yeah. And so you'd have marketers saying, oh, you can market that shitty product. You had salespeople saying the marketing are not giving us qualified leads. Exactly. And you have the product saying, well, yeah, well, like the, it, it is what it is. So the difference here is that you have some of the people you're actually talking to or working in your office. You have a whole department of them. And we're saying that because of you know company structure and the way that people build companies nowadays, it makes sense to kind of like inject that into the onboarding experience of every developer that you turn around and say as you said before like the, maybe they're writing a piece of uh, content or ghostwriting or whatever it is um, to kind of like you know <laughs> to work the system that you have there to really understand how to market to the people you're talking to so it's kind of interesting it's kind of like a like a, a very nice hack for how to really understand how to develop like talk to developers yeah, well, well developers I, I, I talk think, to developers. No, I, I think I think that one one of the biggest insights I'm getting from this is that you understand the develop. Like he says, developer needs what developers care about the most when choosing uh, an important product for their process is understanding that the company they work with or the tool they chose understand their process and will basically means, I guess, as little friction. Or if there's friction, then the better customer support later on mm-hmm. um, for what they're doing versus, you know, if, if I can dumb it down, really, mm-hmm. like, really dumb it down, think about when you're choosing, like, a WordPress plugin, mm-hmm. like, if you're, like, building WordPress or whatever, mm-hmm. and you see a WordPress plugin that has really bad screenshots or hasn't been updated for a year, we talked about this with Ben yeah. Pines from Elementor, then you kind of, you don't want to use that product. And this is kind of the exact same thing, only that they have different signals for what will make sure that this product is going to get updated, it's going to have high quality. So for them, it's like, okay, if they get this, if this company is so highly involved in their processes and they're talking about it, meaning that everybody's talking inside a company, like this is what a company stands mm-hmm. for, 
they will understand my needs or they will understand my frustration or that like they 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 will always keep up I think that's very interesting it, it, it all comes down to the brand yeah you know no, it, this is the brand it, yeah when you market to consumers you build the brand that talks to your consumers right you want to market yeah. to developers build a developer brand yeah, that developers appreciate it's almost yeah. to build the developers that talk to other that, that yeah, developers yeah. appreciate so it's I, not build a brand that's the interesting thing that's the switch here it's a developer brand de- yeah. yeah it is a brand it's a brand for your developers. Yeah, yeah. It's developers a, it's, will not appreciate it's the build design up your developers brand, as a brand. They'll appreciate their engineering yeah, brand. That's exactly. It. That's a very okay. So that's a really key sentence. I want to like focus on that for a second. Okay. So the brand is something that we kind of like make it to this like emotional feel to it. We connect all kinds of different things to it that we're, we're selling out to people. And what you're turning around is saying, and this is the real difference here between marketing to everyone else and to developers, is that you're saying build up developers into a brand to help developers. Like connect with it, recognize your brand. So yeah. developers connect with developers. Exactly, but that's it, the but thing it, that you really no, have here. No, but yeah, but but, but it's, like, that's it's it. a, no, but it's actually, it's the same thing. The, the, what you, when you talk because about branding brand and what you feel, etc. Right, you, we're making a brand into a human. No, but giving it emotions and listen, feelings. If, and if language, you take it to the higher it, level, exactly. but if you take it to the higher level, like it's the exact same thing, only. You didn't know the needs or what make them, you know. You didn't know what builds trust with a developer, which you know with other audiences. But it's the same thing, you know. Yeah, but we're going back to the first initial sentence that I said. That's now now yeah. no longer going to be an Instagram picture with the quote on it, which was <laughs> that developers are just like every other human. No, they're not human too. They're something other, than, and they need to be. You know, if I'm turning around and saying I make a brand. A logo. Let's think of a logo in our head. Mm-hmm. I make that into a baby or a person. I kind of give it a, a language. I give it a. I give it a look. I give it a feel. I give it uh, feelings. I give it emotion. I give it all these different things. People can relate to that. They look at that. They go, "Oh, that's me. I'm cool. I understand right. it. It's another person. It's the, my best friend. It's the person I want to hang, hang out with. Right? That's yeah. what we do with a brand. But you're turning around and saying, developers. They're not necessarily going to connect in that way to a brand to an inanimate object. They'll look at it and be very, you know. Uh, again, we keep no, using I the Hebrew word I, I disagree. which is like, I, no, I disagree they're going to look at it and say, this is a logo, but what I want to connect with is other developers. I trust other developers. No, but I disagree with what you're saying because it's not different. It's only that the archetype or what you choose to think, like you chose a baby because it has this X, Y, and X, Y, Z baggage for that audience. You just now have, have an audience who's looking for the same emotional connection, but it's not going to be a baby. That's not going to work. It's yeah, gonna they're going to trust another yeah. developer. Developers no, trust other developers. Says, but he's it's cool. I want to hang out with him. Yeah, it's, it's like, the same thing. But what represents cool, the cool? I want to work this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like the it's the same thing just like the baby doesn't represent all audiences the baby the lion the whatever I don't know I just made it like a, I, just I know it's like but a what, creature what I mean, it could be a piece but of clay the desire, but the d- desire action say oh cool I want to hang out with this person or work with this person same thing almost mm-hmm. it's like what would make me think somebody else is cool is very different you know it's like it's like uh, it's like talking about like comic books Right. Okay. So if you go into a room with a lot of other, uh, I don't say nerds or geeks or whatever, who like or people who like comic books. Comic book. Yes. Right. I just said nerds and geeks. Yeah, yeah. You, said, like, you yeah. said all the words. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to put yeah, beeps on all those. Yeah. Um, beep, 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 beep. So, so and you go in and somebody says something about I don't know, the Silver Surfer. And oh, an issue number two in nineteen. And so, uh, for one room that would be like the most boring person in the world, and for the other room that would be like, oh, he's so knowledgeable and cool. Now, it really depends. That's very niche. 
but it's most of the time with a brand, we try to aim for something so big no, that everyone's I, looking for depends it. On the brand, happiness. Man. Depends. No, no, on the I'm brand. saying like for for yeah. the most of the time depends when you're looking at things, when you're saying like Coca Cola, the big brands <laughs> and stuff. When we look at those, we turn around, and we say, I want to connect to the word happiness. But but you're like, but what does that have to? Th- th- we're talking about no, a drink. No. And it's like no, but everyone experiences wait, happiness. No, but wait, no, we're searching no, for there, happiness. There's, there's one thing you're adding. I think you're missing in, in how you interpret interpreted this. Because I didn't say it right. Uh, <laughs> you said it fine. Uh, okay. Um, is that when you... S- so I always use this when I talk about branding. I use the term of manliness, right? Okay. So Castro, like the the, 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 the clothing, uh, line, the clothing yeah. line, and Harley Davidson both use the branding or, or like the brand essence of manliness. Now, what manliness means for Castro, mm-hmm. manliness means for Harley Davidson is a whole different thing. The guy, the, the, the Harley Davidson man... He's probably kicking the ass of that yeah, metrosexual yeah, 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 yeah. Castro man, right? But they're both men. Now, it's the same thing here. Like, I want to hang out with this person. Now, the definition of a, of a hang out with this person changes, but it's the same thought process. It's only like you and I, uh, we did not or do not experience developers in a way that we recognize what's cool for us in that engagement. So when you and I talk about uh, a, a marketing campaign, oh, oh, they did this and this, and they used this product, and this influencer, okay, oh, Steve said did this. So the developer would say, like, this guy, I don't want to hang out with this guy. And this other person comes and says, oh, you wouldn't believe how I fixed this or how we're doing this or this is the process we did this. And we're like, oh, tell me all about it. It's just like you don't, you and I, or I think most marketers who do marketing, right? I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, uh, you have to mention air yeah. quotes. Uh, I, when you hear this, this yeah, is air quotes. <laughs> uh, so, um, so they just don't get what is cool for that audience. So you and I, or we do different things. We say like, oh, but that's but they don't get cool. They don't get cool. Well, what, what we don't do is that we don't get the audience. So for example, b- before we started recording, so cool would be what? Just to make sure that all of our people listening to this podcast would be just cool for cool the would be for for developer, cool for developers. Would be I don't know. Technical, cutting successful, cutting edge work, technology, cutting edge technology, good or, processes of work, a company that solves a real problem. And if the, if it solves it to developers, it's a big deal for them. No, I get they can all brag these things to are very friends. technical. They're not really emotional, right? We're, um, we're, we I, understood I that, right? No, not necessarily. It I sounds mean, like this is like when no, you talk to a I, posh rich person. It's like you go up and be like, so I had this omelet, and he doesn't give a shit. But you're going, if you invest in this and this, we'll have this and that. And like, ah, no, but, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like reading an interview with Warren Buffett, and he would tell you, listen, like it's not that I don't need money, but I I like the game of doing business. Yeah. So this is so it's just that's the game. Yeah, but it's just and and for you when you think about investing, if you don't have that much amount of money, it's like oh, I need to make more money. It's like he's not worried about making more money out of his money for the sake of money. He's he does that's his niche. He likes doing business. We, he likes winning over negotiations. He like I don't know. Yeah, we talked about uh, how uh, how people want like how developers are now wanting to be rock stars. Yeah. they want to be posting blogs. They want to do cool stuff. They want to do meetups. They want to be perceived as people who use the most cutting-edge tools, the latest technologies. That's how you get laid in that world. So when they, <laughs> when they use your tool and they feel like, oh, we're using this cutting-edge tool that you know older generation companies wouldn't use or don't know how to use, they feel strong about it. They okay, feel I've, good about I witnessed it. that. It's, I see when they're saying like, "Oh, I'm using the you don't use agile or blah blah blah." Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm going to give you the most extreme version of this. Elon Musk. This is somebody that if you're startup related, entrepreneurial related, engineering related, you're like, oh, he's the coolest guy in the world. 
But if you're everybody else, it's like, who's Elon Musk? What? He had the blowtorch gun. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> most people he don't. The map so on everyone so on most one. people, again, I'm going to say the ungeeky, unnerdy audience, don't think blowtorches are cool. Yeah. The only reason this was so big is because the um, if you go to the hobbies, you know, and let's generalize this for a second. Uh, like uh, the hobbies of these people would be watching a video of somebody burning out whatever so that was like a really cool like it's a product market fit for him like if you if you saw his interview with you with Joe Rogan so he asked him how did you come with the blowtorch thing and he's like well we just showed one because we had it it's not even a real blowtorch but it's like something else I don't it's like and we got crazy response for it so we went on and we just like hey that would be fun if we make 2,000 of those and that was it but it was feedback from yeah. like the amount of people like you and I uh, or, or like our audience maybe or close environment we hear about Elon Musk he's doing SpaceX and he's doing Tesla and we're like oh it's so like it's, it's like Iron Man and it's like entire other sector in the world of Instagram hot babe influencers would say like who the fuck is Iron Man like I don't care, and we're like, that's the same thing. But this is, you know, this is this is development uh, racist. We're being racist towards yeah. developers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want no, to say we're it. We're just but targeting this an is, audience. This is this is developerism. A brand can be a brand can be approaching like different elvish, people. Uh, <laughs> Next thing you're gonna say, they need to have their own school. Thing or on or <laughs> a brand needs to be targeted. Should be in their own departments, away from everyone else. It needs to be targeted the right way. Now, if we, if we take it back to the ground on how we actually do the media and marketing, is that we paint audience uh, audiences uh, in a different way. When you say paint, you mean pixel? Like yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. So we paint them in a different way, and then we we start talking about the problem, and we see who cares about the problem. So wait, I want I want to ask you a few questions about it. so. What platforms mm-hmm. are you using right now that mm-hmm. are working the best for you? Start with platforms in general, like Facebook, Instagram, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, which ones? So it's, it's funny. It, 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 it actually segments into two different customer types. Okay. So the larger customers that require some touch, some um, you know online demos, conversations, I think all come from Google. Okay. Google, like uh, display or um, AdWords? Uh, it's AdWords and then remarketing and display. Okay. And so then, so I'm sorry, I'm just cutting you. Just, yeah. just so, so <laughs> they have the intent. They yeah. search for something that is related. You had a good ad on it's this. It's a longer process. No, so it's it's like okay, they read an article that is generally talking about development. That you promoted. That you wrote. Yeah. Where well, you, how did they get to your that article? Um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Okay, so like yeah. the first first step in the in the funnel yeah. is like really general. Yeah. Like wherever they hang out as people. Yeah, as cool. people who care about processes. You go, there are still developers that just care about delivering their code. No, but, but I, no, I mean like so the article. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about the article yet. I'm talking about the platforms like Facebook, Instagram, uh, yeah, yeah, wherever, wherever they, they, they hang out, out which yeah. is like normal people. There's no yeah. like that's not where the the that's not where the the they segmentation in normal places. <laughs> <laughs> so, they read an article when they read an article about processes and development or old tool choosing or mm-hmm. stuff that are. A little more strategic than just you know how to um, optimize Java code. Right. I assume they care about a tool that helps them monitor and deliver faster. So that's where I paint the, the first big group. You segment like the first segment type of the audience. first type of audience, and then I have the middle, which is the think process. So now I talk more about the problem that we're solving, and now I see who cares about that. And so you're doing be, this by retargeting mostly? Exactly. It'll uh, be like... Still articles, retargeting. Exactly. And these articles will be like um, how to deploy faster to production, the biggest pain points of debugging your software, um, 
why are sprints our uh, short sprints not the best way to go when you need like a medium size how to manage your repositories and now i see people who care about specific problems in monitoring delivery um going to production um being more productive and how they operate inside the development more than just the development itself so now i get people who care about that problem and now i go to the do part which is just a call to action which can be stuff that you mentioned um, see your product faster in production, deploy faster, accelerate your delivery pr- uh, process. That will be pushing them into doing a demo or a trial. So. That, that'll be pushing them into a trial. Now, okay. so Google brings the, the larger audiences, but we meet most people on Twitter. Twitter, for developers, is the strongest tool by far that we've seen. It's really weak in Israel. In the U.S., it's, like, dominating. Yeah. Like, we have 500 followers on Facebook, and about 5,000 or 4,000 on Twitter that are actually engaging, reposting. Wow. So, so wait, I want, I want to ask you a little bit about benchmark, if I can. Yeah. Um, you actually so, helped me get to the first 200 on Twitter. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I, I did, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I yeah, did. Yeah. You uh, can't hear it, but I get uh, you a Roy call. just you, smiled. You just really smiling, yeah, 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 the junction thing. I don't yeah. know if you can hear the smiles right now, but Roy has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's beaming with light. You're glowing, like Roy. You're no, glowing. Yeah, yeah because, because for me, I, I, I so much believe in like giving value and helping others. And, and, and so for me, whenever I meet somebody that like I met, because we intertwined like a few different times yeah. in your company's career, actually. Yeah. And we had this engagement of different. Uh, so for me, seeing it's going way back, which I think that was the thing. So somebody tagged me or whatever, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I sure." Asked you a question, that follow-on follow, like, on, follow thing, yeah. like Tweepy, whatever I think it was, right? Exactly. Okay, see, yeah, the, the that's a real story. Ag- yeah. The passive aggressive, <laughs> the passive aggressive, uh, aggressive method. Yeah, yeah, yeah the we passive did that. aggressive. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so I'm always happy because, like, first of all, I, I feel like I did something good, like I really helped, and yeah, and yeah. it's still going on, and so it's like funny. It's, it's you, I'm happy. You planted the seed. I planted <laughs> the seed. I planted. I own I equity now. No, yeah. uh, no. Um, like I, I own half your Twitter followers. <laughs> you got no, it. you got two hundred. <laughs> yeah, two hundred. Yeah, any of them. No, you but could there's take interest. But there's interest. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, we okay, meet so, developers on Twitter. So means like you do the. So you do. Um, so you do your targeting. Uh, you do the ads, and then basically they start following. You push them to follow you on Twitter, and that's where most of the engagement happens. No, I mean, uh, like the first stage happens mm-hmm. a lot of the time in Twitter because like, they're engaging with your brand. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, and then you retarget, and and then I retarget all over. Right. And a lot of the zero touch come from Twitter directly, just signing up, starting a trial, Amazing. putting um, in their. I'm even happier now that we have about we have like, about. Um, 600 paying clients. Some of them are like $10, some of them are like $20,000. So a lot of the time we meet them there, and a lot of the time they'll engage with the brand, they'll know the brand, they'd say, you know, I'd want to work with that brand, but the price is too high for them to make a decision at that point. And then we meet them like three, four months later on Google when they search log analytics tool or Java monitoring platform and then we meet them there and then they become larger clients right and I gotta say we're doing this with a website that is far far behind the platform so one of the projects that we're doing right now is like breaking everything down into how strong our, our customers feel about us if you look if you google CoreLogic's reviews you'd see like tens of reviews giving us 10 out of 10 9, uh, 9 out of 10 like the, the lowest rank we have is 4.8 out of 5 and the website's just not con- it, it doesn't convey that right. you know um, 
advanced, very innovative company. So even with that happening, still working pretty well. We still have nice conversion rates up to the point where the marketing team said, "We don't want to refer people to the website anymore. Right. We want to have we want them to sign up directly, like yeah. sign up form on LinkedIn, right. Facebook." So, um, when now we understand that when you give the right messaging, um, people tend to ignore. A lot of the you know structure and fluff. a lot of the fluff, fluff yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. fluff is the word exactly I could but see it we, building we the haven't fluff. created that brand yet outside of Israel in Israel I think we have we're working with like a lot of very big companies in Israel people don't really so in Israel we're working I think with I'd say 30 out of the biggest 50 startups in Israel well, okay I think and um, also worldwide, we're working with companies like Lufthansa, and I always said like, all their website and app data goes to CoreLogix, and I always say like, we were seven people when we signed that contract, and I said hey, even now we're twenty, but you know, yeah, I used to say crazy. if Lufthansa, yeah, if the Lufthansa team knew you were so came to that office and, and see us sitting on this table, right, they'd be like freaking out, and the thing is that they trusted. The engineering team and they made the right decision because you know a year and a half after they're getting like a hundred percent uptime great value for the product onboarding more people and the only way for that for such company to work with our company the only way would be through them understanding and appreciating our engineering brand yeah there is no because there is no other brand that I could build that'll compete with other tools in the market by the way we have an Israeli competitor that is doing an amazing job in content marketing also. Onyx, if you want to know who it is. I think you know who it is. It's, it's like the main competitor that we have in Israel. They're doing an amazing job in working with developers. So it's, it's kind of rough here in Israel. Still, we made it to right. really gain um, recognition from a lot of developers and DevOps. If we built that, if we were to build that brand in the U.S., that'll turn us into like a billion-dollar company very fast. If you look at Elasticsearch... Which is the largest companies uh, company uh, um, in the indexing industry? I'm, I'm taking off Splunk, which does a lot of other stuff, but for log data and stuff. So Elastic is is an, is a, is a, is a cool project that started about six years ago, seven years ago, by an Israeli guy. His mm-hmm. name is Shai Benon. He took this Lucene project, did a couple of tweaks, released it as an open source. Two years later, it has like two million installs. Everybody admires it. He opens up a company. Around that, they have a hundred million installs today. Just think about the size. How many developers and DevOps are right. there today? Because it's not for one person to use. There's like a bunch of people using one index. That means like about a billion people in That's the crazy. world today. It's like one eighth of the world is using his indexes. And he IPO'd about uh, two months ago at three billion. Wow! Doubled the price in a week. So it's like a six billion dollar company out of the out of an, an open source project that opened up seven years ago. That's the power of the brand that he he's created. So you'd see companies that were funded like a hundred, two hundred million dollars mm-hmm. started around that time. They they never made it to that size. They they will never make it to that size because he created such brand that he doesn't need to market. And we use his open source in our product that 
it, it has such strong brand to the point where people can't do something with the product, with our product that we really want. We say, oh, this is Elasticsearch limit. And then, oh, if Elasticsearch limits that, yeah, and I guess just, I'm doing something wrong. Right. Because like, it's like industry standard. I'm, I'm exactly. like out of my line. Exactly. Amazing. So that's that's how far you can go with that right brand to developers. And, um, you know, you'd see companies like um, Docker with Swarm. Which it's like a, a platform that they created to manage their containers. So they they've invented Docker. They've invented the first... Yeah. Uh, uh, way to manage the containers and they have a good brand they have a really good brand but when Kubernetes was released out of Google and ha out of people that had such strong engineering brand it just took over the market in a year because the brand up to the was point, yeah, up to the point Docker said yeah we know we lost because people admire the, the engineering brand that much that they'll change their entire infrastructure and how they operate yeah based on a promise on a beta product because they know that eventually right. it'll take over. It's interesting. Engineering One, brand keyword for this thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, this, it's interesting because uh, I give a talk about strategies for B2B companies because basically one of the biggest issues most B2B companies have is that when you just start off, you are not in fit to any need of a major player. Like, like you don't have enough features, mm -hmm. you're like, you don't have the bandwidth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like always, so you have two approaches. The, like the approach that kills most companies is like, I have to develop all these things to be valuable mm -hmm. for potential clients because you can't do it. You can't, but also I have a lot to say about the MVP approach. I think it's... No, I'm not talking about over, MVP. Over, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about MVP. I'm okay. talking about prioritization. Yeah. It's like when, when you start a product, like a B2B product, which you need to have like an in-depth uh product in order to be efficient or useful mm -hmm. enough for the industry as, as a big as yeah. a, like the bigger players usually what you do is you go to the first meeting until it's not ready go do yeah. this and this and you go back with all those sales cycles which are crazy long especially mm -hmm. when you're just early on so it's not even a sales cycle it's like a persuasion to do sales and you only discover the big stuff but there yeah. are so many small stuff right. that you're missing that'll take you years right. you'll never get there right yeah. and, and if you if you let the big brands or the big companies kind of jog you around, like saying, oh, we need this and this and this, you, you're never going to survive as a company because Perfect. you don't have the money for it, you don't have the, like, the span for it. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is that every company needs to choose like a, a, a one of, I'm going to say one of four strategies, which means mm -hmm. I'm going to forget one as I go <laughs> through the four. Uh, so, so one is like build a strong tone of voice. Like be like, like be someone you can be remembered, like yeah. in your how you approach things. The other strategy is I call it like the create the villain, be the hero, mm -hmm. which is like everybody is doing this. This is what needs to be done, and you're kind of hooking up to somebody's philosophy. Also inside your company. Yeah, also like inside your company. You gotta create an enemy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's. You know, Bibi Netanyahu does that best. Yeah, I think we, we, a lot of the, a lot of founders Every, can learn from everybody. Is everybody's you, a villain? If you create if you create um, an enemy. Yeah. Inside your company, you don't hate them personally, but you're no. like, they're doing shitty stuff. They're making a lot of money. I can't believe, and you know, you got it. You got to make a, a big scene out of it. Right. Every time they release a feature, we're I walk around the office and I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck do these guys think?" Fuck those McDonald's. <laughs> I can't believe people are paying them for that shit. Yeah. And developers, they get angry. Mm -hmm. Fuck these guys. We got to do something. And when you create that, 
that really that really empowers the Watchman technique. It's a developer's fight club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 if you do it as a small brand, saying the like the mainstream philosophy is this, our philosophy is that. So you get a lot of people saying, "Oh, we trust that philosophy." That's what I feel as well, and they won't wait for the features because it resonates with them. Yeah. Another thing you can do is you can do one thing really, really, really well. Just having like this one really core feature you're doing amazingly well that other people are losing at. And the fourth one, uh, I knew that, I forget the fourth <laughs> one. So we said, like, the villain, the hero, we said, like, uh, um, a pro- like a feature, tone of voice. And the last one is, is obviously like a user experience, which is, like, extremely better than yeah. others in any way. Always win. Right, like, like, uh, like, the, like Google Analytics, for example, can, like, can go so much bigger inter- if it would just create a, I think, better a UX. A little better, a little better, just a little better. It's, it's like just a little better UX would be like a huge step for the, for the right? Just know, even changing the color. I think they can actually even change just like radius of buttons and oh, you'll just, like just the company When, when I go more. to properties, just don't close that pop-up every time yeah. I try to get there. Yeah. <laughs> just do that, it'll be amazing. 100%. But, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you another thing. I had a, this uh, startup that does like B2B enterprise and we had a, a mutual investor and he sent mm-hmm. them to us to talk about how to market the first clients because what you said is like the main problem, you know, you, you're not mature enough. It takes right. a long time. But you still mature. need to close a deal. And you still need to close a few deals. So we came and we talked about the product and what it does and I said, you know, your product is like a huge risk for any organization. You change the way they work. It, it can kill them. No one will do that. Unless you promise them it'll pay off and how you do that your product cannot promise them it'll pay off you know so I said you know you guys are a team of five like top engineers in their their area like two of them they'd get paid like three thousand dollars for one day of consulting right so I'd say you know guys just go to that client and said and say what do you want done what do you want to get done you want this project deployed here I promise you in six months it will be deployed here. Whether it will be us doing it, or whether the product will do it, or whether both. Mm. So you can rest assured that whatever you need, all your requirements, either we'll develop them or we'll do that for you manually, and you can be calm about this project being delivered. And um, Oren Rubin, yeah. the founder of uh, Testimayo. We're gonna have him here as well. Amazing, Just, yeah. he's, he's one of my best friends. Oh, um, amazing. I love him, he's, he's one of first clients Value client. Their company is super interesting. They're an amazing I, company. I saw I them on Ethan's uh, and David's podcast at the time. They were yeah. doing this live episode, I and remember. that was. I, I just he's, he's he's one of my best friends. We've been like we we've started the companies around the same time, right. and he did something amazing. So he was considered one of the best web developers. He was one of the the first employees mm-hmm. at Wix, and um, he went to AOL and said, "You guys need an automation project, right?" And I have this tool that does like two things at that point, mm-hmm. and not very good at that point. Um, but I'm one of like Israel's top experts, so I'll get that project done for you by hook or by cook. Yeah. And they paid them sixty thousand dollars in advance without any product. They just signed. And here for them, it was an amazing deal because they said, "Owen's gonna, you know, work his ass off here." One hour of this guy costs like hundreds of dollars. We're, we're getting paid off here. He yeah. got an amazing first client, a nice first income, an amazing bit of sight. So that was that was a, a great lesson for me to say. You know, when we come to companies today, we say we're not just going to connect the platform here. We're going to make sure that your logs 
are well collected, well structured, well analyzed. We're going to give you the dashboards that you need, the alerts that you need. You don't search for a tool, you search for a solution. Right. So at the end of the day, you're going to get better delivery. And now going back to the feelings and not just the technical aspects, you're not get, at the end of the day, you're going to get parse data and strong indexes and fast queries. That means nothing to people. At the end of the day, you're going to get better delivery, less time spent on maintenance, and faster time to detect and resolve issues. That, and, and, you know, that sounds technical, but that talks to feelings. Faster yeah. time to resolve issues means... Less you, stress means going home when, on time. Exactly. And when you talk to people about issues, issues, I don't know why, they tend to happen in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter where you yeah, are around the world. So when someone knows the odds of him waking up in the middle of the night are lower, yeah. that talks to, to areas that don't compare features. And if your messaging can convey that, this is something we haven't come up with yet, but if your messaging can convey that, we'll get this done for you, and you know what? This is just an idea that I got now. But you know, coming up with a messaging that says, "Choose us, and we'll make sure that your delivery is faster by fifty percent." Yeah, that's something that that people really, really connect to. Interesting. Okay, amazing, Great. dude. Awesome. Yeah, like I, I like I want to drill down like channels and all that, but I think like the core value is what you just said, because channels will change and tactics will change. There's only one question I do want to add. Yeah. Though. I want to just just to get benchmarked in a way of saying like, okay, mm-hmm. so you did this like we reach those, we retarget them, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, just to benchmark this, mm-hmm. what are the because if you're doing Facebook or whatever advertising, mm-hmm. then those numbers are super crucial. Yeah. What's like the target audience size when you do these things? Like you talk about top of the funnel and you went super high end. You like went it's a few millions of people. Few millions of people. Yeah. For the really top, the top, top of the funnel. Top, top and second stage, how many of those? We reach a target that we, like, remarket. Mm-hmm. I think we reached a few tens of thousands of people. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Because I would have guessed it would be much less. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more. Like, you know, you listen to Elasticsearch, 100 million yeah. installs. Yeah, yeah, I guess. There's so many developers today or people doing or interacting right. with development or operations. So do you think people outside of the development world are stuck with like thinking about GitHub or Stack Overflow as the place for developers where it's actually a whole it's different just, thing? It's, it's not the place for developers. Right. When you go to Stack Overflow, you go there because you have a problem or you're investigating something. You don't go there to search for tools. It's you, a nice place to get to know people, like mm. to have them seeing your brand because they're there. But I don't see them choosing a tool there. Would, would you recommend that, but your developer team to be really active on GitHub or Stack Overflow stuff yes. like that? Yeah. So that would be something you would do. It, in terms it's of marketing. a different. Yeah, it's not market. It's just it's part of building your developer it's, brand. It's the same strategy of building your brand. Exactly. But that's the tactic you. When would all use. your developers have lots of stars and on, right. on Stack, uh, you know, right. if you have open project like open source projects, opening, so, right? Yeah. Now so, um, we didn't do that. Until okay. now, but I started asking about any project. People tell me, oh, we did something cool. I ask, should we open it? Right. Until now, all I got is no. Yeah, we're too small to be confident about opening IP that is ours because when a Some larger company... can come in, take and, it, and, and, and run with it faster. And no one will can. know it's us. Right. Yeah, so um, any, any channels or platforms that are working surprisingly well or working surprisingly 
bad for you? Like something um, you'd say, like nobody. First of all, resellers are working pretty good for us. I think okay. it, it bridges the gap, again, of trust a lot of time because, mm-hmm. like I said, outside of Israel, we're, we're not in that place yet. We have the clients that we have trust us, but people who don't know us don't know the brand yet. But they do know their channels, so technical channels mm-hmm. that they count on. It's an easy way to bridge that gap for now. Um, in terms of integrations, so Heroku has been amazing for us. Akamai has been amazing for us. But I think is on Akamai, it's just the ease of use mm-hmm. more than the brand, so I can't really measure it yet. Heroku has turned out to be um, a place where we meet developers outside their workspace a lot of time. So they have this side project they open there. They mm. use us for five. We have one client that I can recall. We have a few there that are pretty big, but one client that I can recall, he started $5 a month. And one thing we do, we give the same treatment to everyone. It doesn't matter which plan you take. You get all the features. You get full support, 24-7 chat, everything. The only thing that changes is the quota you can send a day. So he started off with $5, got such good um, experience with the product. He said, I'm going to pitch this to my manager. Two months later, we're getting $30,000 uh, a year from these guys. Amazing. Just because he came to his manager and said, look, I'm using this. Right. I love them. This is what I want to do. And um, so it, it, it turned out to be an amazing platform for us. I think everyone marketing to developers or selling to developers, if he can create an add-on to Roku. Do that because this is the biggest place for developers to be, to be today in the world. This is the biggest developer platform. There's um, Cloud Foundry and um, uh, other platforms like this. They're also good, but you know you can meet. I think they have 10 million users by now, so you can meet 10 million developers there. And the cool thing is that it bridges again. It bridges the gap because in a Roku marketplace, us and Splunk and Sumo that are like multi-billion companies have the same space. Mm-hmm. We have the same square. We have one page to explain about ourselves. Okay. We have the same installation. Like you win by you win by quality and, and product premise and not, exactly. and not just like by uh, oh, they're really well known. Exactly. Right. So we all have the same place and people choose by quality. So it, it really really helped us. Cool. Dude, this was I think one of the most interesting episodes for me. Thank because I think much. I think it really opens up how like I, I said I said it's National Geographic and we got to watch it and, and in a way species, no, but a you new know, species no, we never no, got no, to but you know what in a way you told me not to feed them no you but know, no, no but in a way actually you said to feed them <laughs> feed their brands no but in, in a way it is it, it's that because I think for some reason historical reason I guess like developers are seen as like this really uh, anti-marketing as you said at the beginning um, and as m- for some reason, this is an audience that marketers gave themselves the permission to say they're unmarketable and like it's understandable. Yeah. And and I think that it mostly comes because like marketing has only now got technical in the last couple of years. And before that, marketing would be just maximum. You would do like ad spends and stuff, mm-hmm. and you do contracts and you do fund. As you said, celebrities and colors and banners and yeah. and and. Seeing these people doing uh, development made most marketers feel so uncomfortable that they felt that it was unrelatable. And it was 
developers up until like, the beginning of this conversation were, were, were branded like you cannot market these people why because like you oh, can't no. talk marketing they'll yeah. start vomiting in your face violently yeah. and, and, and it's obvious that the 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 problem here is marketers not going through the lens to understand their audience yeah and this is like the most it's pretty much the same as marketing to doctors if you think about it they have their own niche. Do you have to speak to them in their you own know, language? You know you what? I think, I, right think, I think we feel doctors is a bit easier because the attributes you give to them are more oh, regular. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah, of course, it's on Instagram. Where you think about marketing to developers. I don't think the doctors on Instagram. No, wait, we, <laughs> no. we, do, we do Instagram. Yeah. We do Instagram. And, and, oh, you do Instagram? We got leads from Instagram. When you said Twitter, I was like, oh, they don't touch Instagram. No, we have... That's one thing, but we have leads coming from Instagram. Yeah. I think Instagram cool. is one of the best B2B tools, by the way, these days. LinkedIn is one of the shittiest tools for B2B in terms it's, of in terms of pricing. Again, it's kind of funny. LinkedIn, so up until a month ago, we weren't able to attribute income. So we knew how it, it, it costs us to bring a lead, yeah. the, the acquisition, all that, but we didn't know how to, to attribute income into different channels. And LinkedIn was always seen as like the worst channel. We pay a lot per right. lead, a lot per acquisition. But money-wise, it's pretty good. Really? Like we got a few leads from there. Very narrow, very expensive. Plus good money, and good ROI. But very expensive. I can say right. it's very expensive. I can say our ROI today is about one point seven dollars per dollar. So okay. like every dollar we have invested gave us one point seven. Yeah. LinkedIn is one of the highest ROIs that we got. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Not big enough of of a sample. Like right. We started. So you can't few, scale it. Though. Yeah, we, sco- we and again, yeah, it's hard to scale, and it's. The cost in LinkedIn, it's not just the, the ads themselves, but in LinkedIn, you got to promote really high-quality content to be out there. Right. So the content itself costs you a lot, and it, got, it has to be targeted to C-level, so it's a little different than what we do usually. It's, it's complicated, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's not working. I, okay. I, I don't know yet. Okay. I just, mean, I, just, I just dislike it because I feel just to get it off the ground, it's yeah. so expensive. Yeah that it's really hard to do any testing on it and um, no and it's a shitty platform to be honest yeah, I think yeah. but don't I worry now Microsoft Microsoft acquired it it'll be good in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't no, no, worry Microsoft <laughs> acquired it so nobody will be talking about it soon uh, yeah, no, <laughs> okay. I was kidding what was the last one they bought it was the huge one and now and Skype the, yes they yeah, ruined was, Skype it used to be like 20% out I, of I calls think, in, in the world they I don't think I they ruined Skype as much as they did nothing for Skype and the world changed it's just worse and now I gotta use my my Microsoft account there I, I don't know why they did that one day I might tell you guys the story of how I met the guy who sold Skype three times and he's a billionaire fuck the they're from thing. Estonia or something like that right it, it's, it's super complicated I'll look at <laughs> it's super it's crazy, a tax man. thing you just realize I met some billionaires in my life and you realize that to be that rich you gotta do some bad stuff like <laughs> that's it there's no there's no like I made world peace and made a billion dollars doing yeah. it. No, no, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Um, Amazing. So, okay, so we're running a cre- crazy overtime. Yeah, super Dude, crazy. This but is super again, super me. awesome. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank it was you. awesome. So can- and, and thank you, listeners. Uh, subscribe, like. Uh, yeah, so you know, if you enjoyed this episode. Send the love. Commenting is free. Reviewing is free. Uh, sponsoring us costs money. Uh, but everything else is free. But that feels really good, though. Yeah. Um, so so thanks, guys. And we'll see you. We'll hear you again. See you again. Uh, come back again next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
Have you heard of the giveaway of giveaway? That's right, people. It's the giveaway of all giveaways. We're talking all the amazing guests and companies we've had so far, and some that we just happen to be working with. So if you've ever seen a sticker by a company you really want to have, a t-shirt you thought was cool, a bag you thought was amazing, an umbrella you were coveting for, or socks you just want to have because, hey, it sucks. We like socks. Yeah, I wear socks. Yeah. So you can now enter the giveaway of giveaways, and you will enter the ultra-mega huge bundle of swag and cool products from companies you love. Coming soon. 